Hello everybody, welcome to The Coaching Conversation. I'm Graham Wiley and I've been coaching business leaders for the last two decades. In this series, we're going to explore some of the things I've seen and learned in that two decades and hopefully help you see how you can become more focused, more effective and hopefully happier in your life. So, it's now time to sit back, relax and enjoy The Coaching Conversation. Welcome to this episode of The Coaching Conversation. So I'm Ros McDonald and I've been working with business leaders for 10 years, um, both mentoring and coaching. There have been good times, there have been not so good times and everything in between and I'm sure you've seen all of that. Um, and today I'm lucky enough to be guest hosting this podcast and I am joined by Tina Orlando. So Tina, welcome. Would you like to say a little bit about yourself and your practice? Great. Thank you, Ros, and thanks for having me here today. Um, so my name is Tina Orlando. I coach under the brand of Tina Orlando Coaching. Um, I did my training and my certification in the US. I lived in New York for eight years, so started my coaching journey there. Um, and prior to that, I was in um, corporates, large uh, multinationals for about 15 years, working in the business side. Um, and then I went on to co-found a, a business strategic comms agency. Um, and right now I coach leaders, executives, CEOs, founders, mm-hmm. um, and what I try and do is is help them be the best that they can be. Sounds good. Was there um, something in particular that caused you to want to move out of corporate life and into coaching? Um, I was lucky enough to work with some really amazing executive coaches. I mean, I didn't even know that it was a job or a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I started to kind of move through the company, um, I was lucky enough to work with a couple very, very different in style and approach. Mm-hmm. But um, the clarity that they were able to bring to the part of the business that I was working in, in really tricky, difficult situations. So lots of MA situations, yeah. lots of conflict. Um, multinational, multidisciplinary teams who were completely dispersed. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they sort of worked a bit of a magic, right. which I was fascinated yeah. by. Um, and then I looked into it and started the training. And, some of that. Yes, I thought, well, how interesting. It's an interesting way to make an impact mm-hmm. by helping and supporting other people, leaders and teams. Yes. Well, that sort of brings us into today's topic. So in this episode of The Coaching Conversation, we're going to be looking at the best and the worst parts of being a leader. Mm-hmm. If we start that off with looking at what is a leader, how would you define that? OK, um, so I think this is one of those questions where everybody has a completely different <laughs> answer. Um, so reflecting on this, um, I think if you were going to talk about the characteristics of a leader in terms of what personality traits Mm -hmm. would they ideally want to possess I think the Daniel Goldman um, emotional intelligence you know Mm -hmm. those five qualities of being a leader and and what that brings Um, so self-awareness I think is really important and understanding how you impact others and how you show up in situations Um, self-regulation obviously trying to you know make sure that you can you can deal with conflict and difficult situations Mm -hmm. Uh, motivation you know I, I was reading that um uh, a survey done by a lot of the uh, headhunters look at what are some of the top characteristics of CEOs and energy and motivation comes up all of the time. Mm-hmm. So if you want to inspire people and lead people, that's got to come from you yeah. in, in droves. Um, empathy, really important. And I think it's not an obvious one. And a lot of people don't necessarily think about this. But if you're, yeah, if you're leading teams and success is all driven through people, then empathy is, I think, a really important yeah, quality. Absolutely. 
Um, and then social skills, which again is a, a soft skill, but it's actually a very human skill. And if you want to understand people and be able to motivate them and bring out the best in them and develop them mm-hmm. and inspire them, then I think I think you need those social skills, relationship building skills to, yeah, to kind of go absolutely. through that. Thanks, Tina. That's a great definition. Could you perhaps give us a couple of examples of somebody who fits that definition of a, of a great leader for you? Yes, absolutely. Um, so the first one would be... Um, in a leader that I worked with actually in in the financial services industry um, a while back. Um, This person um, didn't actually come to the organization with a background in the industry. So came with a completely fresh perspective Mm -hmm. and a different view. And the unique skill and quality that I saw was connecting what the business did to a greater purpose and a higher sense of of kind of a goal or a value for people. Um, So rather than the operational aspects of the business, this person was able to connect the business to very kind of macro, sometimes esoteric themes where people kind of went, wow, so what I do impacts that. Mm -hmm. Um, And also distilling something that was quite esoteric into something very human. So really bringing it down to people and every impact, uh, every interaction that you have and the impact that that has on the organization, ultimately on the bottom line. Mm -hmm. But it was a people first um, agenda and a people first narrative. And it resonated hugely with the organization. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think the second um, example of a a leader who I, I thought was was sort of changed in industry is someone who perhaps ahead of his time, so this was in energy um, a few years ago, um, responding to the societal pressures and demands Mm -hmm. of renewable energy, diversification of energy supply, and obviously we're seeing all the impacts of that right now, but someone who was thinking a generation ahead and was able to say, okay, this is where we are now, but this is where we're going to be, this is where we need to be, Mm -hmm. what are the steps that we need to take now to be one of the first companies to get there? Um, and then again, boiling down what was a very kind of industrialized process and product into the impact that it had on people. Mm-hmm. So rather than selling fuel, it became heat, light, mobility. You know, okay. this is what yes. you this is yeah. what you do. This is what you bring to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just changed the way that people thought about their jobs. And was that an easy sell to the organization or was that quite a battle? Um, I think it took a long time. Mm-hmm. I think like with any sort of change or communication or story you have your early adopters you have people who then follow quickly Mm -hmm. um, and then you have a large chunk of the organization that does need to be convinced Mm -hmm. often when you're swimming against the convention or or the way that everything else yes yeah so it it was a sell but a lot of it was backed up with data and evidence Mm -hmm. so while you had the vision you also had the evidence and obviously there's a lot of engineers in those industries, a lot of, you know, hyper rationals. And, and so it was about how do you connect that dream in, in a way that, that would make sense to them. Yeah. Um, given your experience, both as a leader and having worked with lots of leaders um, over the last number of years, what would you say the best parts of being a leader are? Um, I think it's one of those, be careful what you wish for, right? Because when you become a leader, you've got the status, you've got the recognition, there's validation, um, you've got an ability to have an impact, you have responsibility, um, you're dealing with more macro views, there's a sort of socio demographic kind of element of what you're doing, geopolitical, like it becomes intellectually hugely interesting. Mm. Um, and you have the ability 
to impact people's careers and develop people and really bring them through in, in a way that might change their life. Um, and that's all absolutely wonderful mm-hmm. um, and can be very, very motivating. But at the same time, it comes with a lot of um, other perhaps suboptimal um, impacts on your life in terms of, you know, this sense of overwhelm, everything gets taken over by the job. Um, this notion of people won't speak truth to power. A lot of your relationships change. You know, people who have been your colleagues and your peers for years Mm -hmm. suddenly look at you in a different way, treat you in a different way, and that can be very isolating. Um, Who do you then go for for that counsel? Who do you bounce ideas off from? Because everybody's looking to you for the answer. Um, So it can be quite lonely at the top. It certainly can, yeah. And I think what you said about people not always sharing is true. You're not always gathering the right information to make those decisions, are you, um, if you can't get that information out of people. Do you have examples um, of situations where that's uh, you've seen sort of somebody turn that situation around or get the best out of it? Yes, I mean, I, I think a, a couple of ways. So I think because often people are programmed to, you know, when you become a leader, in many ways, the way that you do your job can change. So your MO changes completely and often no one gives you a memo that says, okay, you've been really successful until this point in your career by doing everything and then suddenly you're leading people and that's actually a really different set of of skills. Um, I I think particularly when people have a sense of purpose or a very personal mission, being able to bring that into the workplace mm-hmm. and and almost create a groundswell around it and lead people in that direction and share, create this sort of uh, this co-created ideal of where you're trying to get yeah. to. I think that can be very, very rewarding. And I think people kind of almost find their, you know, their passions in, in that circumstance. I also think um, kind of turning sometimes a negative into a positive because you have to delegate so much and you can't do all of the work yourself there's a huge people development opportunity there. And so people who are indexed towards that can really find and build and create the next generation of leaders and a great team to get the job done and meet the performance contract at the same time. Do you often find, sort of building on that, that it is great if they are predisposed to working in that manner, but for those who don't want to hand over the control, do you find yourself working with a lot of people who struggle there? Yes, absolutely. And and it's interesting because it's, it's rarely... Um, we were talking about self-awareness and, you know, the, the EQ qualities. I think it, it's really something that people will recognize or bring up on their own. It usually comes through from a 360 review yeah. or team disgruntled team members coming and saying, look, can you give us a little bit more latitude or, you know, you're, you're still doing everything the old way. And actually, you've got a whole team of people doing this now. And it'd be great to have some more latitude. Um, And sometimes it presents itself in terms of conflict and tension and relationships not being the same and and kind of thinking, well, why why is this? And really diving into, well, what's driving that and what could be your role in that and how might you want to do things differently? Okay, thank you. Um, What particular piece of advice would you share with the audience to help them be the best leaders that they can be? Um, I think having someone who can be honest with you and give you very direct and and very unvarnished feedback is really important um some people a lot of people use coaches for that um and you know it's certainly a very kind of valid role um i've seen some people use external consultants for that um i've seen people use peers within the organization to do that um and i think that can be really beneficial 
if you don't work in an organization or a culture where that can happen, then you can always go externally for it. So you can become part of a peer group of leaders or, you know, managers in your industry or CEOs in your industry. You can always find your tribe, your group of people who are completely disconnected from your organization. It's Chatham House rules. There's confidentiality around it. And you can share your challenges, struggles. Yeah, exactly. Exchange solutions. Um, And I would encourage people to be a little bit vulnerable in those situations, because I think unless you allow yourself to be vulnerable, you won't really be able to lean into the areas where you want to develop or you want help. Yeah, because it's not always obvious then, is it? For sure. Okay, so to be to be yourself and to be honest with them with the people around you then if you can do that safely yes Yes. and kind of find the conduit to do that and also I think legitimately you can ask people in your personal life Mm -hmm. because I think you know while we might display different characteristics in our home life or in our personal friendships to a work environment your personality is often your personality Mm -hmm. and I think you know other people who know you really well could give you interesting feedback as well yeah that all sounds great thank you um, I think there's possible we could go on for um, a couple more episodes on this, but uh, that's all we've got time for today. So thank you very much for your time and your insight. That's been great. And we'll hopefully have you back soon on the coaching conversation. Thank you, Ross. Thanks thank for you. having me. So there you have it. The latest edition of the coaching conversation. I hope you found it interesting. I hope you found it useful. You can find out more about our coaching programs at theexecutivemindset.co.uk. If you want to reach out, you can send me an email at theexecutivemindset at sagegreen.com. You can book a free 30-minute session at theexecutivemindset.co.uk, which will give you a really good feel for how coaching could help you. And if you've really enjoyed the session, do please rate us, do please give us a review. And nothing more for me to say other than see you next time.